Welcome to the PIO Podcast, a forum for all things public information related for police, fire, EMS, and local government. A place to grow and develop your public information skills. I am your host, Robert Tornavetti. I have over 11 years of experience as a PIO and 27 years as a law enforcement officer. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the PIO Toolkit to expand and grow the podcast. Thank you to Christine Townsend and Law Publications for this amazing opportunity. To contact the show, email robert at piotoolkit.com. We need your feedback on how we're doing. Please rate us on whatever platform you listen or send us a review via email. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episodes. Thank you for listening. Sit back and enjoy the next episode. Good morning. Today on the PIO podcast, we have the public information officer from Dane County Sheriff's Office, Elise Schaefer. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, Elise, I really appreciate you coming on this show. Dane County is uh, an area that is relatively close to where I grew up at um, in the in the Chicago area, not next door, but next state. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been wanting to get you on for a while and, and we finally were able to connect. So could you tell us about your background and, and how you got into the position? Um, well, I've been doing this for 18 years now, so it's it's been quite a while. But prior to that, um, I was actually in more of a social work role. Um, I worked with juveniles that were involved in the criminal justice system. So I, I had the criminal justice side of things. Um, and um, but I wasn't I don't really have a communications or a media background. Oh, that's a little unique. So yes. you're, you're you're kind of like in the, in the role of like where I was. I was I a lot of juvenile related activity, but no formal journalism training and got, sh- you know, thrust into it and loved it ever since. Right. And actually, when Dane County first hired for this position, um, they really had the PIO part of it as just a portion of it. They were, they were really looking for somebody to do some like programming, um, some like prevention type programming, which is where, where I came in. Um, and I don't think they realized how big of a demand the public information side um, of it was and, and what that demand was going to grow to. And I don't think many municipalities truly understand unless they've had one for a long time, truly understand the demand that PIOs handle and the volume of work that they do to support right. their agencies. All right. So how big is the Dane County Sheriff's Office and how large is the agency? Or I should say, let me go backwards. How, how, how big is the agency right now? Um, we're approximately 550 um, and about 450 of those are sworn. And you guys are in the southwest part of Wisconsin? Yep. And how big is the county and the population? Uh, I believe the population is around 560,000 right now. Um, the, the land is around uh, 12,000 square, square miles. Okay, so a pretty good sized population yeah, that you guys have to deal with. Second to Milwaukee, so second largest in the state. Oh, okay. So that's quite a bit. So you guys, you're running a jail and you're having to deal with 
issues that come out of the jail, but then you're also have to deal with uh, matters that come out from the sheriff's office in patrol and so on. Correct. Right. So when you first became a PIO back in the beginning, what, what kind of challenges did you encounter early on? Um, well, it was a brand new position. They had, they had never had a PIO before. So um, a lot of it was just, um, I don't think they really knew what to do with me <laughs> when I first started. There wasn't, there wasn't a, a real solid plan in place for my job responsibilities, what my role would be. So it was kind of figuring it out as I went along a lot of it. And like I said before, I didn't have, I had criminal justice background, but not a lot of law enforcement background. So it was also just getting to know law enforcement and how it worked and that the idiosyncrasies of that. So those were probably my two biggest challenges when I started is I, I felt pretty naive in, in a lot of areas. And you have been in this field for 18 years. So if you think about the changes in the dynamic of how the field has changed. So let's go back to when you guys first looked at a social media platform. How is, you know, let's talk about that real quick. You, yeah. you, you're, you have normal media that you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's try social media. Yeah. And at least in our neck of the woods, we were one of the first agencies to, um, venture on to Facebook. Um, and it was, um, I, I'm going to guess around 15 years ago that we did that. And um, it was, a, you know, like most agencies, a little bit controversial at the time. Um, we were really looking at it in a um, more of a recruitment um, tool. And so we were really focused on recruitment because at the time, you know, the young kids were on Facebook, <laughs> very different from what it is now. Right. And so we were trying to re reach some of that population in terms of recruiting. Um, and of course, now it's, it's much different than that. So what types of social media are you guys currently running right now? So right now we do Facebook, we do Twitter, we do Instagram, and um, we just recently started a LinkedIn page. Okay. And that's obviously probably recruitment for yes. the entire sheriff's department. And, yeah. and recruitment's probably right now one of the biggest struggles for law enforcement agencies across the country. Yeah, and um, we're very lucky in that um, we have a deputy that's assigned full time to recruitment. Um, so she puts a lot of work into into that. But you're right; it is one of the biggest challenges right now. And we, um, our agency in particular, has a population that right now we're seeing a lot of retirements. We mm -hmm. did, you know, we did. Um, a lot of hiring back in the, I think, early 90s, long before I was here. And those people are now reaching retirement age. And, and they're, you know, so we have a lot of people leaving on an annual basis and and, and just replacing um, those retirees is, is a challenge right now. Oh, I'm sure it is. And, and with the environment and the image of law enforcement overall, uh, it makes it even harder to find good candidates that want to come along and do the job. Right. Have has, um, and, and this is not at all about your agency, but I'm sure there's been changes in the way you guys are recruiting. Um, are you, are you going out of state? Do you know, or is it, is it, is it more 
you're trying to appeal to the younger crowd to get them to come in? Um, we do go out of state once in a while, but but not a lot. A lot of our recruitment is done online. Um, we we really try and um, recruit more of a a personality. <laughs> you know, we're we're looking for good communicators. We're looking for po- problem solvers. So we don't focus on just your like, um, you know people that are in, in the law enforcement tracks or the criminal justice tracks at your local college. We're, we're really looking for um, a type of person that, that can do the job. We can train them. We can, we can teach them the skills. We need the personalities that we're looking for. And so, so we are really like, we kind of say we're all recruiting all the time because anytime we come into contact with somebody that we think has great people skills um, and might be looking for, you know, uh, a different type of career than what, you know, there's a lot of people that just have really never thought of law enforcement as a career. Um, and so we're, we're just reaching out constantly. And like I said, we have a full-time recruiter that is, um, you know, she's going to career fairs, she's going to colleges, but then we also do a lot of stuff online. That's good to know. All right. So let's talk about the protests in 2020. Um, I know Madison was a focal point how was the sheriff's department involved in that? And what challenges as a PIO did you encounter? Um, well, as far as being a PIO, I, I got fairly lucky because Matt Dane County um, also has, um, like you said, Madison is the county seat. That's where we're located. But um, Madison has their own police department also. So um, they really took the brunt of those protests and everything that went along with it. And it was, it was tough. Um, We really just assisted them. Um, Our special events team um, was, was out working side by side with them um, on a regular basis throughout that time. So our, our deputies were working hard and and were doing a lot during that time. like I said, I got I got pretty lucky because I I wasn't the the primary person and contact person for those events that that fell to Madison Police. Okay, how about the messaging that you guys were doing through the pandemic? How did that change for you as the PIO? Yeah, um, well, we all got real good at Zoom, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> online meetings and things like that. That was something I I didn't you know I did one thing that I never thought I'd ever do in this job. And I worked from home for quite a while, um, not as long as a lot of other people, but there were certainly, you know, a period of months where we were all working from home and um, you had to um, kind of deal with the challenges of, of different types of communication and things like that. But yeah, it was just, it was it, like it was for most people, it was difficult that your messaging had to be just, you know, you were constantly trying to let people know what was happening. And a lot of times that message was changing from day to day, especially in the early months of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I certainly think our, our jail folks had had the hardest job during that time. Um, you know, as anybody that works in the um, corrections area knows that COVID was, was very challenging during that time. And so they, our jail administration actually did a great job um, of coming up with a plan 
um, and putting that into place. And, and it did change from time to time, but um, I, I thought they did a great job during that time. Now, do you think that um, those are opportunities there for you to tell a story about your agency then? Maybe, may, and, and I'm not sure if you, if you do this or not, or if you have somebody that maybe works in your, in your office that, that does stories like that. But I, I kind of think that we in law enforcement have to really start thinking of putting packages together for our agencies to promote that behind the scenes work that nobody knows. And I, and I think that maybe the jails and corrections don't get quite the amount of recognition that the guys out in, and the girls in patrol get. Yeah. And, and we did that um, a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was more we could have done. Um, I, I think it was a challenge during that time to, you know, we were, we were unfortunately very reactionary, which in law enforcement, that's uh, probably one of our biggest challenges is we're, we're just reacting to everything that's going on. And, and sometimes we don't always have the time to put together those, those great stories that we would like to share. Okay. So let me ask you this. And what guidance would you give to somebody that wants to try and get into our field as a public information officer? Well, as you know, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. it, it can be a very stressful job at times. It can also be very rewarding. Um, you know, I would say really um, study up on your crisis communications. <laughs> That's, you know, th there are a lot of um, classes out there that you can take that aren't, you know, like college courses and things like that, where you can can learn about crisis communications. There's a lot of consultants out there traveling around doing a lot of great training. So, I, but I think it also comes down to, at least for me anyway, I'm a, I'm a learn by doing. Um, and like I said, I've kind of learned this job over the years. So um, when you, when you do have an experience, you know, look back at it afterwards, what went right, what, what didn't go right, what would you do differently this time around? Um, you're going to have to be a great multitasker because, and, and learn to prioritize because <laughs> there's, it's, it's never dull, especially if you're in law enforcement, there's, there's never a dull moment. So. And I didn't ask this before. Are you just a single person in your unit? Did you have somebody else that works with you? Yes. No, I'm a one person show. So I'm, I'm doing the, the media releases. I'm answering all the questions. I'm doing the social media. Um, and then, of course, there's the special events and things like that that um, I help plan too. So, oh, so you're busy. <laughs> yeah, and that's a problem. We're all jacks of all trades, and we have to do everything. And and unfortunately, you know, I wish this field would recognize and the leadership would recognize that we need to have more people. It's just that they don't they don't see the benefit of having that secondary person behind you that could assist in other ways until right. after it happens. Right. Yeah. That's a luxury in my, in my world. That would be, that would be pretty fabulous, but. What special events um, are you involved in planning for? Um, well, right now I'm working on uh, putting together our annual award ceremony. Um, so that's, that's one of the big events I, I 
plan every year. And this year it's even bigger because we haven't had an award ceremony for two oh, so years because of COVID. So we've kind of, we've got some, some, you know, backup that we're, we're putting into this one too. So um, it's, it's going to be different and we have a new sheriff too. So um, the sh- Sheriff Mahoney retired a couple of years, well, about a year ago. Um, and so we're sort of revamping it. So every time, every time we have to change things up, it gets, it gets a little more interesting. Now, is this event, is this a, is this, it's obviously going to be in person this year, yes, I would assume. This is in person. Yeah. Is it, is it a formal event, guest speaker, that kind of thing, or is it not a, I would not a formal event. Um, but, um, for the first time ever, we are going to have an MC. So, okay. um, like I said, we're we always try and make it a little bigger and better. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. All right. So as, as a public information officer that has been doing this for 18 years, where do you see the field going in the next, uh, let's just jump forward five years. Yeah, I think, well, we're already seeing this trend a little bit um, is that um, we are going to become our own media. Um, you know, we're, I know we're already looking at doing a lot more um, videos and things like that, that we can post on social media where we're basically doing our own stories. Um, Just like every place else right now, I know our local media is also very shorthanded and doesn't always have people to send to our events or news conferences and things like that. And so I think, I think we're going to become kind of our own media room where we're, we're putting out the stories ourselves. And have you done like Facebook lives or anything like that when, you know what, that actually terrifies me. I I have to confess, like I said, we're just kind of delving into the videos and things like that, that I, I feel a little safer doing that. And then being able to post a video, we have not done the lives yet. I know a lot of people are doing them. I think they're great. I, I, I have a lot of respect for it, but I just haven't quite been brave enough to venture into it yet. <laughs> totally understandable. I get it. it it's a very, it, it can be very daunting uh, to be up there live and especially when you get thrown a curveball. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's lighten this up a little bit. Let's go to some uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. Sure. Right. <laughs> so what do you do to relax and disconnect? Um. I like to get outside, which in the winter in Wisconsin can be challenging, but just getting outside, going for a walk, disconnecting, you know, hanging out with my dog. <laughs> All right. Chocolate or vanilla? Um, well, it depends on what it is, but I would say majority of the time I'll go with chocolate. <laughs> All right. A must read book in your mind. Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I, I read a lot of, I, I don't read a lot of like work related books. I, I read a lot of one of my favorite books, and this is going back quite a ways, was Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, good book. Read it. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self advice, what would it be? Oh, gosh, get out into the world <laughs> and sort of experience life, um, you know, before you make decisions about careers and education and things like that. I, you know, I grew up in a very small town. Um, and when, when I look around now and see some of the careers people are doing and, and, and 
how they've, you know, turned their passion um, into a career. I think that's, that's definitely, I think something I, I would have liked to have thought about a little more. <laughs> and your favorite drink of choice. Oh gosh. Uh, that's a hard one, but I'll go with, I'm going to, I'm going to go alcoholic uh, <laughs> version. <laughs> uh, I, I love a Cosmo. Cosmopolitan. Oh, excellent. Yep. What would be your superpower if you could get one? Oh my goodness. That's really hard. Um, taking people's pain away. If I had oh. the superpower to take, take pain away, that would be wow. excellent. That that's a very uh, holistic uh, power. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Elise. Uh, what anything you'd like to add? Boy, I I can't think of anything. I, I guess if I'm going to add something, if there's any chiefs or anything out, you know, sheriffs listening, say you know, keep your PIO in the loop. <laughs> I I think I think that's uh, that's it's. It's always talked about, but it's certainly um, harder. It's easy to say and hard to do. There's yes. there's a lot going on in, in all these agencies and departments. And um, the more we can know ahead of time, the better job that we can do for you. I like that. How can people best reach out to you if they want to learn more about you or connect? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. So that's a great place. Okay. I will add that into the show notes. And that's Elise Schaefer from Dane County Sheriff's Office in Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episode. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please give us a review. We appreciate any review, good or bad. It helps us improve on each episode. Until next time, be safe.